is Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. Paul Pelosi's attacker, an illegal immigrant who was in California, allowed to be in California because of Nancy Pelosi's policies, declares that he wanted to interrogate Nancy Pelosi while they were both wearing uniform, unicorn costumes. Inflatable. Okay. All right. Multiple fights break out on Capitol Hill. I am totally in favor of this. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We have been making sure that we hustle, baby. We are moving around the country. We have some big things planned for you, and we keep the energy up. And the way we do that is we eat our protein. We make sure that we are continually eating healthy, working out, exercising, and eating protein. There's a reason why Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland all around America. Uh, there's a reason why Bill Gates wants to end meat, and that is because if you are strong and if you are eating enough protein, well, then you are strong enough to fight back and have a clear mind and are not a servant to your masters. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you eat your protein by signing up for Moink Box. Moink Box is the protein that gets shipped directly to my home. I slap it on my grill. It is delicious, farm-raised, organic meat and pork, and beef, and chicken, and salmon, and all of it together goes right on that grill, and it is delicious for my family. It is how I keep them nourished, and that bacon is the best bacon you'll ever get. Keep America farming by signing up for moinkbox.com today slash Benny. Right now, listeners get free ground beef for a year. One of the best ground beef you have ever tasted for a limited time. Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash Benny. Something that they don't have is unicorn meat. No unicorn inside of the moink box. Sadly, very sad, very sad. Because I would wonder what that tastes like. Somebody who uh, is also potentially wondering what unicorn tastes like is Paul Pelosi. Because Paul Pelosi seemingly missed an opportunity to be interrogated by a unicorn, uh, David DePay, the illegal criminal migrant from Canada who uh, invaded, who broke into Paul Pelosi's house and then was on this really strange uh, trip with Paul Pelosi where they were both fighting over a hammer together. Paul Pelosi called him a friend on the 911 call, and then they were both caught, Paul Pelosi literally with his pants down, uh, and both of them fighting over a hammer. That trial is ongoing. Now, it's a very strange thing to cover. There's a lot going on in the world, uh, quite frankly. Um, there, there are many important things, and we're going to get to all of them in the show, but we've been covering this story and staying on this story, and we have an obligation to you to explain some of the more recent developments. Like, for instance, yesterday, David DePape, who is a left-winger, who by all accounts, especially by his own children, uh, is a left-wing, nudist, BLM-supporting, gay rights radical, who lived in a van, wanted to put on an inflatable uni unicorn outfit and to interrogate Nancy Pelosi live on a live stream uh, while Nancy Pelosi was wearing an inflatable unicorn outfit because she, he had one for her. Now, David DePape did not get into that unicorn outfit. Uh, we now know. David DePape uh, was caught on body camera footage from the San Francisco Police Department, the first and last time the San Francisco Police Department uh, ever showed up at a crime scene, was this night. Uh, except for when Xi Jinping comes, except for when the Chinese, the Chinese dictator overlords come to San Francisco, there's plenty of police. There's police everywhere. They, the whole entire city's spotless suddenly. They'll clean up for the dictator. Not for you. Not for you. 
But baby, they tried to clean up this situation here with David DePape. Now, why do they want the story to go away? Well, because the story don't make no sense. It's very, very confusing. And the more we learn about the story, the more confusing it gets. Here is what was caught by the police cameras the night David DePape broke in and was planning on wearing a unicorn's costume to interrogate uh, both of the Pelosi's. Fucking said 2620, right? No, 2640. Oh, 40. Yeah, it literally said in there. Hi. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, no. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on right now? Now we know. Do not condone violence ever. Doesn't matter. Who, what, when, where. We do not condone violence. We think it's terrible. We're glad that Paul Pelosi recovered. It is left to us to only assume, maybe the court will find the conclusion to this, but it's left to us to only assume what the hell was going on. Because Paul Pelosi did not declare an emergency. Paul Pelosi was in his underwear. Paul Pelosi had recently been nabbed for driving under the influence and nearly killing someone, another illegal criminal migrant that was in America. Oh, you didn't hear that story, right? So Paul Pelosi hit a day laborer while he was just completely blitzed. And we have that footage for you. But, you know, we know Paul Pelosi likes to hit the sauce, so maybe that, that had something to do with it. We don't know exactly. But we do know that David DePape had unicorn costumes. And here's what David DePape had, had to say about it. Paul Pelosi attacker is sorry that he hit Paul, uh, Paul Pelosi, but admits that he wanted to interrogate Nancy while they were both wearing unicorn costumes. He was prepared uh, to hurt Nancy Pelosi, too. Yikes. David Pape uh, told, his, told his attempted murder trial that he did not intend to hurt Paul Pelosi with the hammer. David Pape's defense attorney have conceded that he carried out the assault, which he said on Tuesday was part of a grand plan to expose Hunter Biden. Uh-oh. Nancy Pelosi was in Washington, D.C. at the time. DePape was uh, accused of attacking her husband, Paul Pelosi, with a hammer. So the man uh, is now on trial. Uh, Paul Pelosi uh, is alive and well now. He did have a fractured skull after that. Again, not making light of that. Uh, but David DePape said that his his, Paul, his plan was ruined when the police showed up. Uh, he went to the, the speaker's home uh, in order to talk to her about Russiagate while wearing a unicorn outfit he packed in his bag and intended to post the interaction online. Uh, David DePape uh, had been radicalized by left-wingers. You can see here the sketch of, the, of David DePape crying. Why, why left-wingers, Benny? Well, because Russiagate is a left-wing conspiracy theory. Russiagate wasn't true. Russiagate was Hillary Clinton manufactured disinformation that was created in uh, symphony and with the synergy of the intel community in order to launder it to the American public. These are the consequences of Hillary Clinton and the three-letter agencies, the intel community in America lying to people and breaking their brains. You probably know a Russian collusion hoaxer uh, who had their brains broken by this, who still thinks that Russia today, Russia got Trump elected to this very day. They still probably think this. So I don't care what websites he was reading. Now, according to all, according to all interviews, this guy was a left winger, his kids, his neighbors, 
Guy lived in a van, literally nudist, lived in a van, BLM flags on it, gay pride flags on it. It's a hippie, drug abuser, psychotics, you know, went nuts. But this I find fascinating that he was radicalized by the Russiagate hoax. Isn't that crazy? Well, who's responsible for that? Strange questions we still have to be answered. A reminder that Paul Pelosi called David Pape a friend of a friend on a 911 call, which is strange. We still have the call here. Listen. Northern four car, a priority 910-2640 Broadway, cross of Scott and Normandy. Hey, 14 hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a friend, huh? Well, his own kids say that he's a Pelosi supporter. But he actually supports Democrats. So he's a Green Party member. He's an environmentalist. And his neighbor says, whoa, whoa, whoa this guy's like, this guy's not a, this guy's not a right winger. This guy's a nudist hippie. He's a druggie in a, in a van. Listen to the neighbor. Like, as they try and spin this story, I, I've been warning you, they're going to try and turn this on Trump. They're going to use every opportunity they can to say that this is a, this this guy was Trump's problem. It's not true, okay? There is zero, not a single scintilla of evidence that proves that this guy was some type of Trump supporter or some type of like radical. He's the opposite. He was radicalized by the left. Trump supporters don't wear inflatable unicorn costumes as nudists with their hammers and their illegal immigration status. Watch. So they are just, you know, nudist drug abusers, and that's who gravitates toward them. And the children, I'm sorry, the children who live there, they seem to be underage or under, under 18. I'm not sure how old they are. Okay. And Trisha, again, what's the, what do you say their politics are? Um, I'm not sure. I would imagine that they're more left-leaning uh, because of their support for uh, the gay community um, and for... Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> for other people, but uh, it is uh, now I'm not sure what way they live yeah. because because they have the flag, the LGBT flag. with the Yeah. Pot, yeah. So. Yeah. So they're going to try and lie. And they're doing it right now. They're going to try and lie and they're going to try and to remove blame from themselves for this situation. Yet the entire reason that David DePape, as troubled as this man was, was in America, the entire reason he was allowed to be in this country was because of Nancy Pelosi and her politics. And that's a matter of fact. Nancy Pelosi and her politics allowed for a criminal alien to remain in this country via sanctuary policies. This is clearly proven. David Pape is a Canadian citizen. He's not an American. He should not be in this country. He's overstayed his visa by 30 years. He's certainly not a productive member of society. Say what you will about him. He didn't contribute anything. How many more David DePapes are there? People that live here off of welfare systems provided by the leftists to encourage them to be bums and to be strung out on drugs and to clearly have psychotic breaks, which is what David DePape had. Right? Call him what you will, but the man is a criminal illegal alien allowed to stay here because of Nancy Pelosi's policy. So if you're looking for somebody to blame, here's a list. Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton 
because Nancy Pelosi allows for these sanctuary city policies and Hillary Clinton created Russiagate, which according to the court testimony, radicalized the guy. Or maybe that's what he's being told to say. We may know, we may never know. But we do know that the guy is a criminal, illegal alien and should not be in this country. Which side wants to clean up that mess? If it, if it was Trump's policies in place, David DePape wouldn't even be here. In, in On some level, uh, you, I, me, all of us, we were trying to save the Pelosi's from this horrible thing happening to them. It's not a good thing. Criminal illegal alien attacks the Pelosi's. That's what happened. Watch. Paul Pelosi testified yesterday. He said he doesn't like talking about the attack and doesn't want his family to talk about it because it's so traumatic. Just a reminder, this debate maniac shouldn't have been in the country. He was an illegal alien from Canada using San Francisco as a sanctuary where he descended into a mentally ill, drug addicted, bizarre alternative lifestyle, living in a bus and fantasizing about fairies. So how many of these people exist in America right now? Lots of people. How many of these people are not contributing members of society, but are drug addled, psychotic breaky lunatics who just live off the welfare system inside of sanctuary cities? Again, there is an entire, there are multi-millions of criminal illegal aliens in our country right now that fit the description of that at this very moment. And all across Europe, and you know what recourse is there in society? They don't have paperwork. They're not here legally. They can't move. They can't work. It's a broken system. Something else that's broken, obviously, is the way that this was handled by the press because the moment that the press saw the video of what happened and reported it accurately, they got deep-sixed. The person who was part of the local NBC news team that reported on Paul Pelosi and the hammer attack uh, accurately to the letter, this guy got reassigned. This guy effectively lost his job and was taken off air because he said something true. Now, what does that mean? It is the people who are saying something true. And the response to that, that's when you know there's a cover-up. Why is nobody asking any questions about Barack Obama and the death on his property. That's a strange thing to happen that his personal chef died. That's an odd thing. Why aren't you allowed to ask questions about it? Why aren't you allowed to talk about it? Why aren't you allowed to talk about Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and their trips with Jeffrey Epstein? You're not allowed to say anything about that. You're not allowed to ask questions about Epstein's death. Why? That actually is the largest indicator that you're getting near truth. If you begin to ask questions like that and people start to shut you down. It's precisely what happened to Miguel Aguilar, a local reporter who did great journalism and reported directly the strange, mysterious circumstances of Paul Pelosi not declaring an emergency, uh, like the door opening and Paul Pelosi effectively retreating back into the house, and the two of these guys fighting over a hammer while Paul Pelosi had no pants on. Every, every word of this report is true, and the guy got taken off air for it. What does that tell you? Watch. Good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. 
This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. Pool of blood. Hey, listen, like every, everyone on our team is obsessed with the way that the guy says that. So it's such a strange, weird, haunting, peculiar way to say something like that. But it's true. Everything he said was true. And that reporter got deep sixed by the Pelosi's. Why? Why? Why would you take the guy off air for saying something that's true? And the video proves it. It's very strange. It's very strange. Addressing the courtroom, DePape said, this is directly from the court. They don't allow uh, video cameras in it. Because he called the cops, he was only one who could basically uncall them. I was hoping, he's talking about Paul Pelosi, he could take it back and that would end this in a way that wouldn't result in violence. He was very amiable gentleman. I just gave him a squeeze on the shoulder to be reassuring. DePape also added that after he struck Pelosi, he felt really bad. He told the court when he was on the ground, uh, I, I uh, was scared for his life. I felt really bad. I reacted because my plan was basically ruined. I never... He was never the target. I'm sorry he got hurt. According to Pape, his intention was to interrogate Nancy Pelosi about Russiagate while wearing the unicorn costume on camera. And I quote, he told the court, uh, I wanted to ask questions about Russiagate and film it and post it online. I was planning to wear the unicorn costume and record it with a body camera that I got. I kind of expected that I he, they, they would go along with me. The grand plan was to expose everything about Hunter Biden. DePape also admitted that he prepared to break Nancy Pelosi's kneecaps if she didn't tell him the truth. Yikes. Then questioned uh, about the night he made his way into the Pelosi home, DePape recalled, I was uh, starting to worry that nobody was home. I was actually kind of woke. He woke up and he startled me. I asked if Nancy Pelosi was there and she was not. I asked if she was back. And he said, for the weekend. At this point, I was still hoping to go forward with a portion of the plan. Uh, so, okay, this guy's, cra- I mean, this guy, l- listen, the guy's ha- clearly having a psychotic break. He does drugs all day. He's an illegal immigrant. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a purpose in lo- his life. He's a nudist. He lives in a van. And he's a, a psychotic, drug-abusing hippie. These are the kind of people that Pelosi's policies have created because sanctuary city policies create effectively an indentured servitude class that is here to just be bums because they can't they can't work legally they can't they can't produce anything or be productive parts of society these are broken policies 
Now, Nancy Pelosi uh, was subpoenaed in this uh, case. Will Nancy Pelosi have to take the stand and explain what she knows? We don't know. We know that Nancy Pelosi, you don't subpoena the willing, that Nancy Pelosi effectively had to issue a, a statement to the House to be read on the House floor saying that in this criminal case, uh, she's having to cooperate and hand over documents. What documents? We don't know. Here's what Nancy Pelosi forced the House to read. Watch. Notify you formally, pursuant to Rule 8 of the Rules of the House of Representatives, that I, the Honorable Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Emerita and U.S. Representative for the 11th Congressional District of California, have been served with third-party subpoenas from the prosecution and the defendant to produce documents in a criminal case in United States District Court for the Northern District of California. After consultation with the Office of General Counsel, I have determined that compliance with the subpoenas is consistent with the privileges and rights of the House to the extent... So, I'm telling you, there's... People are a mess. We did an entire day. We had an entire story. I mean, every single step, every single day this week, there's been like a new catastrophic, like apoplectic meltdown from these people. And they're just destroyed personal lives and they're messed up personal lives. Now, listen, like the more I look into the, the more we look into the story, the more like, I don't know, it just becomes very strange. Why didn't the Capitol Police protect Paul Pelosi? Why wasn't the secure? Why didn't any security stop this guy? We were just in we were in San Francisco. For like a week before this happened, no relation, obviously, but like we were there a week before this happened, filming a documentary, and Nancy Pelosi's security was on us, man. They were eyeing us hard. The, like, where the hell were the was the security? Why didn't Paul Pelosi declare an emergency? Was he drunk? And he'd just been arrested for drunk driving, slurring his words, and falling over and smashing into another vehicle. Like, you know, why aren't they being held in account for some of the policy prescriptions? Like, who's going to hold them into account for some of the policy prescriptions that they support that lead to this? Like Russiagate, which broke the brains of half the nation. I mean, it, like, when will we start asking questions about that? And more importantly, like, what else are they hiding? This is a crazy event. Uh, that happened seconds ago uh, at the United States Capitol. One of our favorite, Clay Higgins, a Louisiana attorney, was interrogating Christopher Ray. Now, we have some interesting footage that we play for you often. I don't think we have it loaded up right now. But we have interesting footage loaded up for you where he asked Christopher Ray about a year ago, uh, were there any FBI agents dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol before the doors opened. This is why we want the footage of January 6th. Why didn't Nancy Pelosi release any footage of January 6th? Well, they released very small sections of footage, right? To tell a very specific narrative. This is why we need the January 6th footage to be released. Tell the story. Sure, hooligans acted badly. Maybe some of those hooligans were legitimate Trump supporters. I don't know. If you hit a cop, I don't care what, who you support. If you hit a cop, you should go to jail. I believe that. If you're wearing black block or a red MAGA hat. But release the damn footage so that we can see for ourselves. They won't release the footage. And Clay Higgins, who's an attorney, who's awesome, friend of the show, he says 
that there were FBI informants dressed up LARPing as MAGA supporters inside of the U.S. Capitol before the doors were open, coordinating with police. Well, that's a false flag. That's what that is. So seconds ago, Clay Higgins was now in front of Christopher Wray again, saying that the FBI was bussing in FBI informants in order to uh, engage in January 6th and to like effectively create a crisis at the Capitol and to foment a narrative, right? The insurrection narrative. Well, this is very interesting. What the hell is this about? We'll play you the clip. Uh, this is wild. Watch Christopher Ray, especially how he re reacts to this. Where does Clay Higgins getting this information? He has photographs of the buses that were used to bus people in to the U.S. Capitol. Apparently, FBI informants bust in by the FBI in order to engage in January 6th. These are interesting questions for the Pelosi's to also answer. No, uh, no, no word yet on if the FBI uh, informants were wearing inflatable uniform unicorn costumes. But here we go. Are you familiar with with you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, it's pretty common in in law enforcement. It's a, it's a vehicle that's that's used for. Secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th, 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. Point of order. Sure. Just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Ms. Jackson Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. I now recognize Mr. May Ray. I close this, this statement? Uh, Mr. No, no I, I think I think your time is expired. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters. You, and deployed you, onto our capital on January 6th. Yeah. Major, your day is major, coming, major Mr. Ray. Mr. Uh, Higgins, I now recognize... Your day is coming, he says, to Ray Epps. Well, what day would that be? We're starting to see interesting web of... Just like with, just like with Paul Pelosi, right? We're starting to see a very interesting web, very interesting case that is being knit together where you're going to have to explain to us why clips like this exist of Nancy Pelosi, right? Why do clips exist of Nancy Pelosi before January, before the insurrection, right? When Nancy Pelosi was sitting in her office, why do the clips exist of her declaring that she's been waiting for the thing that they're going to charge all of the peaceful protesters with. And what do I mean by that? Inside of these January 6th charges is buried in there trespassing at the Capitol, okay? It is the most mundane and benign charge, right? Because they, they had very weak, they had very weak territories at the Capitol, these gates, these gates that were bum-rushed by what seems to be these little breach teams, right? That went there before Donald Trump was even finished speaking. 
these these little territories that they had set up at the Capitol, if you walked into those territories or if you were around those territories, they'll charge you with trespassing at the Capitol, right? Why would Nancy Pelosi, and that's how they could get a bunch of charges out of this, regardless of what you do or how you behaved. By the way, there were Pro, there were events, legal events that are that had been scripted and staged at the Capitol that day, right? So everyone was supposed to walk there peacefully, as Donald Trump said on stage, and to go peacefully protest. Which is, of course, First Amendment right. So trespassing at the Capitol, why would you be waiting for that charge? Nancy Pelosi said when she when she heard January 6th was happening, Nancy Pelosi says, I've been waiting for this trespassing at the Capitol. Yes. Huh? Wait, that's not, a, that's not a normal thing to say. But she said it nonetheless. Watch. Secret Service said they have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. This is oh, my no, mom. I would pay to see that. Waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. What is it? What is it that makes you do a claw? Like I don't get it. too much broomstick riding. I don't understand. Too many martinis before three p.m. What does it make your hand claw like that? I don't know. Every time I every time I recall that clip, I like do the little claw. Everyone published that clip and said, "Wow, Nancy Pelosi wanted to punch Trump." Ha 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 ha. That's why they published it, right? Because it's from Nancy Pelosi's own documentary, which, by the way, you can see here. Nancy Pelosi definitely, definitely uh, scared. You know, really, really horrified. Uh, during January, you can see here how she pauses in order to allow her cameraman to get the right angle of her walking through the hallway. And who's the cameraman? Her daughter, of course. See here, Nancy Pelosi pauses in order for the camera woman to hit them angles. Who's the camera woman? Nancy Pelosi's daughter. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi's like, like real, real, really just everything lights action camera. With, with Pelosi here. Everybody, ever, ever, they released that clip and they, they thought it made her look really strong, but we're saying, what the hell is this about? I've been waiting for this trespassing at the Capitol. That don't make no sense. What also doesn't make any sense is Ray Epps, somebody who has finally been federally charged. He has a uh, misdemeanor. I think it was actually the, the I think it was actually the the trespassing at the Capitol misdemeanor that they charged Ray Epps with. Ray Epps finally caught a case federally. Same thing that Nancy Pelosi was talking about, trespassing at the Capitol. Yet it was Ray Epps in new unearthed footage that we've talked about in a different product here, but like this is the first time on the show talking about it. New unearthed footage by Laura Logan, who's done an incredible job uh investigating this, investigative reporter Laura Logan. Uh him literally leaning into the cameras and saying, we're not here to fight. We're here to storm the Capitol. Repeating the phrase, storm the Capitol. This is the day before, this is January 5th. New unearthed footage of Ray Epps. We're here to storm the Capitol is what he says. Under 24 hours before every media outlet Set, parroted using the exact same language, parroted this exact same thing. Now, why would Ray Epps be saying this to the cameras? He was aware that people were filming. 
We don't know. And it sure as hell would be nice to ask some questions and find out. But man, Nostradamus here. Watch Ray Epps. Maybe it's because you're my neighbor. <laughs> then he leaned in and whispered something he apparently did not want to say out loud. Well, we're not here to fight, man. We're here to... Here to storm. <laughs> not kidding. We're here to storm the Capitol. Hell yeah. All right. Have a, have a good night. Be safe. Be safe, brother. That one moment changed what we knew about Ray Epps that night when he whispered storm the Capitol before it had happened and echoed the official narrative before it was broadcast across the nation. Of supporters of President Trump stormed the U.S. Capitol building. Thousands storming the Capitol. This mob that stormed the Capitol. Stormed the Capitol. And stormed the Capitol. Stormed the Capitol. Stormed the U.S. Capitol building. Stormed the United States Capitol. We ran it through forensic software that technical investigators use for analyzing audio and video to make sure we heard correctly and it had not been altered. We're here to storm the Capitol. Hell yeah. All right. Have a, have a good night. Be safe. And searched through hours of footage, countless news stories, Epps' FBI case documents, and his deposition before the January 6th committee to see if it had been discussed. With the exception of one writer we found on Substack, it hadn't. So, could somebody explain that to me? This is, uh, by, uh, by definition, premeditation. This is by, like, where did this idea come from? Who was, whose idea was this? Can, so, can somebody break that down? Who was pushing for this and fomenting this? Because the person that everyone was there to hear was Donald Trump. And Donald Trump said, march peacefully to the Capitol. Go peacefully to the United States Capitol building. Now, we know that there were federal agents in the audience, uh, in the crowd, obviously, clearly, right? It's comical at this point. Because of some of these January 6th cases, we've have there's been subpoena power that has gotten tapes Tapes showing clips like this, undercover body camera footage from some of the undercover agents literally asking and telling Trump supporters to go into the Capitol, to storm the Capitol. This seems to be like the recurring narrative here. Can somebody explain that to me? Watch this footage in particular, where the undercover cop is saying, go, 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 directing people to go directly into Nancy Pelosi's I've been waiting for this trap into the Capitol. Watch. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Go, go. Let's go. Go. Help them up. Help them up. Help them up. Hold on, wait. Push them up. Push them up. So. Push them up, push them up, go, 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 help them out, help them out, go, go, go. Somebody going to explain that? We're going to be the only people talking about it? Screaming our head off over here saying this doesn't make any sense? Luckily, there are other people who have seen through all of this. Uh, one of them is Tucker Carlson, who said that the entire crowd was filled with federal agents. 
Tucker Carlson, of course, a man with a deep understanding and knowledge of this and a man who was granted access exclusively, the first and only journalist to be given access to all of the tapes. And what what conclusion did he come to? That the entire crowd was filled with feds and undercover agents. Watch. And that was a tip off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S. law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought that there was it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox. By the way, I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stephen Sund was the totally non-political Worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So the more time has passed. Now it's been. So what does Stephen Sutton have to say? Again, we feel like we're taking crazy pills here. But if the architect of all of the security on January 6th is a cop who is saying that Nancy Pelosi undercut him and refused to take his calls and refused to provide material support to him while his officers were under attack. And of course you shouldn't attack Paul Pelosi or you shouldn't attack any cop ever, ever, right? Then maybe we should listen to the guy. Here's the unaired footage. We have, we got our hands on the unaired footage of that interview that Fox refused to air. Watch. I got a significant experience. If I was allowed to do my job as chief, we wouldn't be here today. This didn't happen. Then see how you're you're lambasted in public and it's all, you know, everything appears to be a cover up. Like I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you look at the information, the intelligence that it had, military had, uh, it's all watered down. I'm not getting intelligence. I'm denying support National Guard in advance. I'm denied National Guard while we're under attack for 71 minutes. You're in a fight? Yeah. A fight for a couple of minutes. Yeah, one wears minute. You out. One minute. <laughs> I was going to say, 60 seconds, three minutes. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, it wears you out. My officers were fighting for 80 minutes before the, the protesters ever broke the into attack. Wait, can I say, so you described this as a failure to get the intelligence to the people who needed it. But it sounds like worse than it sounds like they were hiding so, the intelligence. And that's what I'm getting at is could there possibly be that actually did something to happen and kind of wanted something to happen? It doesn't it's not a far stretch to begin. Well, to- I don't know what the other explanation is. What is the explanation now that 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 footage is leaked, right? Fox wouldn't air this clip. Why wouldn't Fox air the clip? Remember, the theme of the show is when they try and shut down the reporting on something. Epstein's Island, Bill Clinton, Bill Gates. What's going on with Paul Pelosi? When they try and shut down the reporting on something, that means you're close. So why did Fox not air that clip? That's Stephen Sun. That's the guy who was the chief of police at the United States Capitol during January 6th. Isn't it important to hear what he has to say? Yeah, it is. Why would they shut him down? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, well, maybe because he'll say something like this. When Stephen Sun saw that his officers were getting stormed, in the words of Ray Epps, stormed 
in breach teams, then what exactly did Nancy Pelosi do? Nancy Pelosi has the absolute right at the United States Capitol to declare an emergency to have call up the National Guard as the Speaker of the House. You're kind of like in charge of security at the Capitol building. It's her responsibility. So what did Nancy Pelosi do exactly? Well, she did nothing. Nancy Pelosi didn't return his calls. Nancy Pelosi is too busy filming her documentary. Nancy Pelosi is too busy hitting them angles, waiting for her camera person to get in the right spot to get the shot. I do this professionally. I know exactly what Pelosi was doing. Nancy Pelosi ignored those calls until the first windows were being broken at the Capitol building. You could timeline the sucker out. It's, I mean, it's breathtaking. And it's not just me noticing. Also, the guy who was in charge of security at the Capitol, Stephen Sun, happened to notice that Nancy Pelosi waited until the building was breached to actually order any emergency. Isn't that odd? At the very least, wouldn't that be like a dereliction of duty? Stephen Sun to take it away. Speaker of the House in charge of security at the Capitol. So you have the politically appointed Capitol Police Board that's put uh, in place by you have, uh, the sergeant arms that's put in place by Pelosi. You have the uh, Senate sergeant arms that are put in place by the uh, Senate leadership. And then you have the architect of the Capitol that's put in place by the uh, the president. So you have three voting members. I'm a non-voting member. I'm the only non-politically appointed non-voting member. Uh, and that's kind of how the security oversight works. Uh, but it was Paul Irving who immediately said, I'm going to run it up the chain. I'll never forget that. Running up the chain. His chain of command ends at Speaker Pelosi. And I had to wait 71 minutes to finally get an approval at two at uh, 209 p.m. before I could finally reach out and start calling in federal assistance. 71 minutes when my men and women fought on the uh, brutally, I mean, fought heroically to prevent the uh, Capitol from being defended. I mean, from being penetrated. And it took 80 minutes before the first window was broken. So those were critical, essential minutes that we we're losing. Oh, OK. Got it. How much more information do you need? How much, how, how, what else can I possibly give to you? How many more dots do you need to connect to show you that these people at the very best, at the very best, were hoping for something like this to happen by understaffing the cops at the Capitol, by ensuring that they didn't have backup, by not answering calls at the very best. That that is the most positive reading of this. The worst reading of this is they wanted it to happen. They were all in. They were all in. Our friend Cash Patel, uh, great producer ALX is finding this right now. Our friend Cash Patel released finally the documentation that proves that Donald Trump wanted to send between 10 and 20,000 National Guard troops to the U.S. Capitol on the morning of January 6th in order to stand there to ensure that no shenanigans happened, to ensure that there were no Antifa members or undercover FBI agents or undercover cops dressed as FBI agents that could integrate into the crowd and cause a ruckus. I lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years. And let me tell you, every single thing that Trump did, there was Antifa there. I covered so many rallies. My phone is filled with so much footage of like Antifa rallies going there. Every time Trump popped his head up, there was Antifa. There were left-wingers all through the summer. But suddenly... You know, summer of love, but suddenly, miraculously, too, 
On January 6th, there was no Antifa. There were no left-wing protesters. Where did they go exactly? Somebody explain that to me. What happened to them? Where, did they just vanish? Were they at Starbucks? The Starbucks they burned down the day that Trump was sworn into office? Everyone forgets about this. Everyone forgets about this. They torched Washington, D.C. They burned it an effigy. They burned D.C. to the ground when Donald Trump took his oath of office. And they, for, they want you to forget about it. They burned down a Starbucks. They torched cars, torched limousines, flipped over trash cans, fought with police. Thousands of left-wingers arrested. And it's been completely whitewashed. And a judge has freed them all. Liberated every single one of them for doing far worse than anything that happened on January 6th. It's a question. It's an important question. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the important questions continue to be asked. We're excited that Clay Higgins is asking uh, this question of Christopher Ray, and we'll be following it very, very closely. All right. Well, we have we have Cash Patel here. Here's the article, ladies and gentlemen. Trump White House aide points finger at January 6th National Guard call up 14th Amendment trial. Cash Patel saying that Donald Trump wanted the National Guard there, but Pelosi denied the National Guard from protecting the Capitol. Patel, who is the chief of staff, acting defense secretary for Christopher Miller during the January 6th attacks on the Capitol Guard, uh, on the Capitol, argued it was instead D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser who delayed calls from the National Guard in the days before the riot. Muriel Bowser wrote a letter herself at approximately uh, on approximately January 4th, declining further requests for the National Guard services outside of the 300 guardsmen already authorized in D.C. The authorization came in beforehand. It was relayed to the appropriate officials in D.C., the Capitol Police. It was declined. And then January 6th happened. If there had been 10,000 to 20,000, here the next line, Trump authorized the deployment of 10,000 to 20,000 National Guard troops to support law enforcement, multiple meetings he witnessed. How can you stage an insurrection if you authorized 20,000 American troops to maintain order? Inside the nation's capital. How can you do it? You can't. Definitionally. You can't. Ladies and gentlemen. You can't do it unless you have help from the inside. It's worth asking these questions. Clay Higgins asked the original question. What does Clay Higgins know? Why were there FBI undercover informants dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol before the Capitol was breached? How much of an inside job was this exactly? Also, again, it bears repeating. I got to tweet this right now. Like, you can't stage an insurrection if you're the guy. Read the article. Read the headline on the article. If you're the guy saying the National Guard needs to be deployed to keep the peace and to maintain order and to allow the process to go forward. It is functionally impossible. An important little note there. Also, a note, why were there undercover FBI informants dressed as MAGA supporters, LARPing as MAGA supporters inside of the Capitol building? Clay Higgins has the question, watch Christopher Ray's response to this. Does, it, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021. 
Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even we are, now, because that's what you I, told us two years finish? ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, gentlemen's time has expired. Should be a no. Got to get a shirt. Should be a no. Makes me angry. Where are the tapes? Release the tapes. We can handle the truth. Let's have all the information, release the tapes. And more importantly, why don't we create a January 6th commission to ask Pelosi questions? Where's our subpoena power? Why don't we get the opportunity to do what they did? To humiliate them and to expose what really happened. A lot of questions. Now, the tradition of fighting inside of the U.S. Capitol is a strong long and storied, proud one. The United States government used to have battles inside of the Capitol. People used to literally fight with fisticuffs up and down the marble stairways of the Capitol building. There's famously blood on one of the Capitol stairs from fights like this. Andrew Jackson, president, beat a would-be assassin with his cane bloody and bruised inside of the United States Capitol, and then went on to deliver a speech. We used to have a country of men. Of course, we want everything that happens inside the United States Capitol to be legal, but I think we had a better country, actually, when uh, if you smart off the mouth, there was going to be a physical consequence to you. Well, we started to see that reemerge yesterday. We've often talked on the show about the reemergence of masculinity in society and how important it is And we saw that in the Senate, of all places, where a man named Mark Wayne Mullen, who's a senator from Oklahoma, decided to literally get up, take his ring off, and roll up his sleeves in preparation to brawl with a union boss. Amazing. And Bernie Sanders always has to come in and ruin everything. Dusty old, schleppy, dirty bum socialist Karl Marx, Bernie Sanders, had to go ruin it all. We were about to have our first brawl inside of the U.S. Senate. And you know what? I would argue dueling was a dueling's a good thing. Men standing up for their own honor and men having to face the consequences of their own words is a good thing. Check this wild scene out from yesterday inside the Senate. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself. And my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. 
you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your right. solution every poll? No, no, sit down. Oh, Eric, sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Schiff. it. Hold it. If hold we can, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. Ah, oh, shut up, Bernie. You ruin all of our fun, you dirty old Marxist grandpa. Damn it. That would have been awesome. So some scumbag union boss, Marxists, right? Unions are effectively just Marxist tools, operational tools in order to strip mine the value of the workers and to negotiate against a capitalist entity in order to defraud those workers and get themselves rich. It's really nice that Mark Wayne Mullen stood up to this guy. This is awesome. This is incredible to see. And Mark Wayne Mullen, in a later interview, we're very proud to announce that Mark Wayne Mullen will be on the show tomorrow and will explain all of this. In a preceding interview, Mullen said, this is, Ber this is Bernie protecting the unions. I was going to go clock this guy. And we're going to ask about it tomorrow on the show. Mark Wayne Mullen is going to come on the show. We're going to talk about Ultimate Fighting Championship in Congress. Like, what was about to happen? He's about to take his ring off. Let's go. We would have a better country if more men who's smart off the mouth, faced physical consequences for their actions. Mullen saying Bernie stopped a great brawl. Well, listen, it, the, the unions are up there because Bernie Sanders is a socialist that runs our committee, and he's he's in the union's pockets, right, or the pocket the unions in his pocket, one of the two, and uh, and they were touting about how good unions are and how good they are for the country. And I'm not against unions. Fine, if you want to join a union, join a union. But there's a reason why 50 years ago, 33 percent of the labor force was in a union, and today it's 10 percent. And there's a reason why right to work states like Oklahoma has a four thousand uh, dollar a year salary higher than union states. It's because Choice matters, and people want to make a decision on how they work and where their money goes. I'm very angry at Bernie Sanders for this. Very angry indeed. Bernie Sanders vacationed, honeymooned in the Soviet Union. Bernie Sanders should understand the value of two men doing the doing a fisticuffs. But Bernie Sanders instead, muling that this was pathetic. It's not pathetic. I'm totally in favor of this. Two men decide they want to fight. Let them fight. Let them fight it out. It's an easy way. It's an easy way to find out who's just talk and who's walk. Bernie Sanders, though, of course, protecting his communist union buds. Watch. Well, it's pretty pathetic. I mean, we have a United States senator challenging a you know, a uh, member of the panel who is the head of one of the larger unions in America, which has just negotiated a very good contract for their workers, Teamsters. You know, I, I think and I, the point that I try to make there is, you know, this country, Anderson, faces so many crises. We have massive income and wealth inequality. We have a housing crisis. Our healthcare system is, you know, almost collapsing. It's broken. It's dysfunctional. We pay the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs. Climate change is threatening the entire existence of the planet. And this is what goes on in a Senate hearing. And that's why, you know, the American people are getting sick and tired of what goes on here in Congress.
Now, the American people are getting sick and tired of old communists destroying our nation. And that is what Bernie Sanders is, and that is what Joe Biden is, and that is what Nancy Pelosi is. We're getting sick of these people, and we like the new energy. We have good energy on this program. We have that energy because of Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee is coursing and pumping through our veins every single show. It is why we carry through the energy for hours and hours on end. We do lives that are like four or five hours long, depending on the news. It's awesome. We love you, and we love Blackout Coffee. It's made right here in the state of Florida by patriots, by veterans, by people who care about you having the energy to fight the communists like Bernie Sanders. Drink Blackout Coffee like I do every single morning. Do I have a Blackout Coffee mug? I do, but I've already finished it. It's in my bag. Ladies and gentlemen, please drink that sweet, delicious energy to fight the communists. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Use the coupon code for 20% off your first order. Make great Christmas presents. Stop giving your money to woke companies that don't care about you. Pumpkin spice can kick it to the bricks. Blackout coffee for me, baby. Black. Rolls Royce knows that. Straight black coffee. That's all I drink. No sugar, no milk. Blackout coffee today. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. So somebody that was uh, almost blacked out was Kevin McCarthy yesterday when he punched another member of Congress. Apparently, Kevin McCarthy walked by uh, Tim Bruchette which is a member of Congress that voted against him to oust him, and then kidney punched him right in the side. What the hell is happening in Congress? Is Congress getting awesome? You ever seen those videos of like parliamentary brawls in like Somalia or Ghana or Slovakia? Like it's awesome. I'm I'm totally down for that. I'm totally down. We'd have a better country. Kevin McCarthy apparently punched a guy while he was doing an interview. Check this out. Explain to us what happened with you and Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR, uh, a lovely lady, and she was asking me a question. And, and at that time, I uh, got elbowed in the back, and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. And I turned back, and there was there was Kevin. And um, and I, I, for a minute, I was kind of, what the heck just happened? And then I, um, you know, I, I chased after him, of course. He's a... Uh, as I've stated many times, he's a he's a bully with seventeen million dollars in a security detail. You know, he's the type of guy that, when you're a kid, would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's skirt. And he just, you know, he he uh, from behind that kind of stuff. It, you know, that's not the way we handle things in East Tennessee. We, we if we have a problem with somebody, I'm going to look him in the eye and, and talk to him. Okay, so he walked down the hallway, hit you in his el- with his elbow. Yeah, you, you then- can you can go on Claudia's. Twitter account, it, it, it pretty much, um, or X account, it, right. it, it's, it's very accurate. But, okay, so then just explain. So you chased him? What, what do you mean you chased well, him? I just ran after him. I was like, what the heck? You know, why'd you do that? You know, because it was, uh, like I said, it, if you've ever been hit in the kidneys, it's a little little different. You don't have to hit very hard to call. So apparently Kevin McCarthy punched this guy in the kidneys. What's this all about? Kevin McCarthy was asked about it. Kevin McCarthy says I didn't do that. Maybe it was Kevin McCarthy's security. Maybe Kevin McCarthy told one of his security guards to do it. I don't know. Things are popping off in Congress. Watch. A reporter was interviewing Burchard or something. I guess her shoulders hit because Burchard runs up to me after. I didn't know what he was talking about. So the reporter's asking me. I did not run and hit the guy. I did not kidney punch him. I did not shoot anything like that. You didn't shot him. No. I, we're walking through. You, you're at HC5, right? You guys line up along the way there. It was Bruce Wester and I walking out. He must have been... Interviewing someone, I didn't know it was him or something. I guess our elbows hit and I walked by. I didn't punch anybody. Did he but, 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 no. but yeah, well, he. So okay, Kevin McCarthy says he didn't do it. Who do you believe, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, Kevin McCarthy, no longer Speaker of the House, 
Kevin McCarthy did lie to become Speaker of the House. So if you lie about one thing, you'll lie about other things. So maybe Kevin McCarthy did do that. I don't know. Passive aggressive energy. We're not sure. I mean, what I mean by that is he lied. He said he'd be doing budgetary processes very differently. He said he'd be releasing all the January 6 tapes and so on and so forth. And he didn't fulfill those. He didn't fulfill those promises. Right. So those are promises he made. He didn't fulfill them and got voted out for it. So there you go. You can argue whether that's a good thing or not, but that's what happened. We have a great James Cuomo clip for you from yesterday's hearing where he called one of his Democrat colleagues a smurf for questioning his own family's finances. And we think that this is very special. More of this in Congress. We'd have a better Congress if more pe- we'd have less of a problem in this country if we had less of a uniparty. Congress is supposed to be dysfunctional. It's supposed to be people that hate each other, fighting it out, gritting, teething, like biting, right? Like it, it's supposed to be fisticuffs. This is awesome. More than less of Paul Ryan holding hands and singing Kumbaya with Nancy Pelosi on a broomstick. More of this. Here's the James Comer energy that unfortunately we will not have on the show today. We'll rebook him. Watch. You retweeted that story. Completely false. I've never loaned my brother one penny. My father, who was a dentist, had some farmland. He died, and my brother couldn't afford. He wanted to sell it, but he wanted to keep it in the family, so I bought it from my brother. That story that you tweeted also said I had a shell company. That is bullshit. The White House tried to get CNN to write that story. They went around and investigated all this bullshit that Ian Sams is trying to tell people that only dumb, financially illiterate people pick up on. I went to the bank and I borrowed money and I bought that land. I didn't get wires from Romania, China. My family doesn't get wires. Okay. Never loaned my brother money. Don't have an LLC. But you and Goldman, who is Mr. Trust Fund, Continue to try to reclaiming my time. No, I'm not going to give you your time back. We can stop the clock. You all continue to. You look like a Smurf here, just going around and all this stuff. Now, listen, Mr. Chairman. (laughs) You look like a Smurf. (laughs) Come on, Jamie Comer. The bulldog, come back on the show. Come back on the show. We we understand these things happen. They're doing a ton of votes today in Congress. Uh, Jamie Comer stuck on the floor of the House of Representatives, but he's getting his job done, baby. Bring that energy back. James Comer subpoenas White House Counsel in Biden classified document probe. White House uh, House Oversight Committee Jamie Comer has subpoenaed former White House Counsel. Dana Remus, related to the President Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. The subpoena represents Comer's first attempt to compel information that he believes could link the Biden mishandling of classified documents to the family business activities. Remus, who is a central figure in the early stages of coordinating and organizing, moving and removing the boxes, uh, were later found to contain classified materials pursuant to China. And where is Joe Biden today? But in China. Joe Biden traveling to San Francisco, which has gotten a total makeover. It looked just like China. Show, g- grab that tweet, Alex. It's all over the internet. Grab that tweet. You got to see this. Ch- San Francisco is, it looks looks just like downtown Beijing. In case you're wondering what's coming, this is what Democrats want. Single party, state control, no privacy, having their grubby little fat 
fingers shoved into every single bit of your life inside of a social credit system totalitarian state. This is what Democrats long for. Joe Biden is with President Xi today. Uh, uh, why? Why would Joe Biden travel across the country? You know, it's hard to find a place that's like farther away from in mainland America than was from Washington, D.C., than San Francisco. It's about as far as you can get away from Washington, D.C. Biden travels there to meet with Xi. Huh? Who's in charge of this country? Why doesn't Xi Jinping go to Washington, D.C. to meet with the president of America? Oh, OK. Well, it's Joe Biden going and meeting his master. Joe Biden meeting his boss. That's why. You, you go up to the boss's office. The boss doesn't come to your office. What have these guys got on Biden, man? We're going we're gonna to be covering this story, obviously, uh, and watching it today, this meeting. And then we're going to be covering it on the show tomorrow. But like, it, it, it begs a question. Joe Biden had to fly over East Palestine in flying to San Francisco. Joe Biden has not visited East Palestine. But Joe Biden is running to San Francisco to go and kiss the ass of Xi Jinping, his real boss. And why is Xi Jinping as possible? Because they invested in the Biden family. They have all the evidence. They know the corruption. They know the mechanisms, how it all works. Like this guy has Biden by the balls. And so Biden is over there to beg for China to, to play ball effectively. Because they've already been playing with Biden balls. These guys have been, uh, these guys are thick as thieves and they are thieves. And so they know all the information on the uh, Biden crime family and the Biden crime family stole the classified documents to go put them inside of a Chinese funded research center. What are the classified documents about? Are they about China? Stands to reason, right? Occam's razor. It's worth asking the question. Worth asking the question. The energy, baby, is back. The energy is back. People fighting in Congress, people throwing punches. We love it. America finding itself again. We love it. And the woke moment has now, uh, like you haven't seen it. There has been no political movement. I think that it's, I, I think that the decay, the decay rate of the woke moment is going to, it's going to burn out and it's going to collapse faster than any modern political movement. We are now saying, we are now saying F you to these people, as Dana White said. Dana White, and I'm quoting Dana White, F you, this is the guy who runs the UFC. This guy told an advertiser who wanted him to delete a photo with Donald Trump. Dana White popped up a photo of Donald Trump on social media, and the advertiser said, "We, well, you, you got to take that down. You better delete it. You don't like it. It hurts our feelings. And this was his response. Imagine, and this happened to me too. This, this happened to me. I posted a video for Trump, right? Mm -hmm. On my personal social media. And one of our big sponsors called and said, take that down. You know what I said? Go f yourself. Yeah. You vote for whoever you want to vote for. And I'll vote for whoever I want to vote for. That's how this works. I don't even care who you're voting for. It's none of my business. F you. Yeah. Don't ever call me and tell me who to vote for. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people feel in fear these days. You know, a lot of people feel in fear that if they don't vote for certain people, they're going to lose their jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's Hollywood, for example. Think about how crazy that is. It sounds insane. It sounds yeah. just like. Well, it'll keep happening unless more people stand up for themselves yeah. and give them the you response. Well, 
And that's what we do on this program. We do it on this program. Stand up for yourselves. The woke movement is reaching a decay rate. It is reaching a radio. It, it reached radioactive poison rate about two years ago where it infected absolutely everything in society, made us very, very sick. And now it is decaying quickly like a irradiated element. It, it, it doesn't stay irradiated. The electrons jump, they move, and it is now collapsing in on itself under its own weight. I love that energy. I am fe- I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling like we are back. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. We're very much looking forward to this 2024 election, uh, and we look forward to covering it uh, with you and for you. And we want to make sure that when you are watching this program and when you are uh, tuning in to the, all of the content that we have, and we have so much, so many awesome things planned, we're very excited to share with you, uh, that you are staying protected protected in your data, protected in your privacy, protected in what you see and watch and use. And these people that want to wormhole their way into your lives, and how do they do that? They used your devices, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I use Silent. Silent is the Faraday sleeve where my phone sleeps at night. I sleep in a nice, comfortable bed, and so does my phone. It goes right in here into the pocket, and that protects me from one harmful radiation and all the weird buzzing noises, right? That the phone can create while it's charging too. It keeps your phone locked down from any type of signals, wireless signals. So you can travel, you can sleep in peace. You can travel in peace with the silent backpack. It's awesome. We love silent. Uh, It's important to have privacy these days. It's something that is, um, well, going away very quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, go to silent.com, slnt.com slash Benny and save 15% on free shipping with qualified orders. slnt.com slash Benny, silent.com slash Benny, and make sure that you have your privacy protected. Ladies and gentlemen, a uh, real quick poll for you for Donald Trump. Uh, Modeling finds Trump is taking back four states, beating Biden in electoral college. This according to The Hill Stack data strategies predicting that former President Donald Trump will beat Joe Biden in the presidency if the election were held today, that that Donald Trump would get nearly 300 electoral votes, and that Biden uh, would lose Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia. Uh, Biden would be the winner of Michigan and Nevada. You'd have to somehow show me how that would happen, potentially through fraud. But ladies and gentlemen, this uh, is... Again, panic time for Joe Biden. And Michigan judge has rejected an attempt to take Donald Trump off of the ballot in 2024. All of these ballot uh, 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 lawsuits are failing across the country to try and rip Donald Trump off the ballot. Uh, It is a beautiful thing to see. They haven't been successful anywhere. Uh, And so it is very, very positive. The energy is back, baby. The energy is here. We are here for you. And most importantly, we will leave you with the most important thing we can give to you during the show, which is uplifting uh, that stands the test of time and stands the test of humanity. Some of these shows are about unicorn costumes and about inflatable unicorn costumes and January 6th and all this stuff. And it's like, geez, man, we live in a sunken world. Best to keep your eye on the prize and best to keep your hope in that which will never let you down. Man will always let you down. We'll try our hardest not to let you down, but even we have to apologize if we get things wrong or whatever, you know, all the time, you know, we try our best to report accurately news, more news comes in. It's the best we got. There's only one thing that will not let you down. 
and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Christ is king. So depend on God in your life and your verse of the day from Psalms. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Boom. Be humble. Be humble. We get it wrong. Try our hardest to apologize or whatever, you know, correct the record when we do. But we uh, love and care about you. And we want to give you uh, the hope in someone who won't ever let you down. And that is our God. Go and be upstanding. And be happy warriors. It's your boy, Benny, marching right alongside with you. See ya.